Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the very, very first episode of the Women Got Games podcast. And whoop, whoop, it is your uh, dear, I don't know, crazy ass gamer, Level Up Leslie. And of course, we have Miss Lynn. Hello, hello, hello. I can need to mute myself here. Wow. Because apparently I'm coming through on the computer, so we need to mute myself. Or either just turn the volume down on the computer. All right, I did, I did. We're good now. Sorry about that. So, we have Miss Lynn from Gaming Gadgets and Technology with us. We are your two lovely hosts. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one. Woo! I'm so excited. Let me tell y'all, it's been a feat. A feat getting this started. And look. Satan is not winning today, okay? So we are here with y'all today. Yep, we are here. So I figured since this is the very first episode that we would kind of uh, do a little introduction to ourselves, to our ho- your, your beautiful hosts. Eventually, we will be having guests. So if anyone is interested in being a guest on the podcast, please let us know in the comments or send us a message on Twitter at Women Got Games. And um, yeah, it's going to be so awesome. I cannot wait to begin this journey. And we are here. We are step one. It has taken forever, but we did it. We're here. We're finally getting started. So first, I guess we should start off by talking about how we got into gaming and then i guess we can talk about why we created women got games so lynn you go first you tell me how you got started in gaming what was the very first game you played uh who inspired you to start gaming any of the details i can't really tell you like well i don't no one in particular inspired me to play games um, but the first gaming system I ever had was a Nintendo, just a regular NES system. And, um, <clears throat> of course, it's like, you know, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually the one that everyone starts with. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I personally have been more partial to handhelds, to be honest, which is probably why I you know, enjoy the Switch so much. Um, But, um, yeah, I think, you know, what was the other question? Um, What, what, uh, well, yeah, basically how you got started in gaming. Uh, Is there any, like, uh, games that you recall that really, like, you really were like, oh, I really love this. This is, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep gaming. Was there anything in particular like that? I can't think of anything right off. Now, keep in mind, guys. Look, I'm I'm going through a little a bit of a, a migraine situation right now, so it's hard for me to concentrate fully. But again, we are here, and that is not going to stop me from um uh for us doing what we have to do. So, but um <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything right off. Okay, so um, what is it like for you as a female being in the gaming space? 
Well, as, <laughs> as a female of color at that, too, because I know, you know, we're all, you know, what's really funny? I was looking at all of the, like, females that I support who are gamers, and they're mostly all of color. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. You guys are my sisters. I love you guys. So, um, yeah. What is that like for you? What is that experience for you? To be honest, I don't really play a ton of multiplayer games unless it's with you guys, people that yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, and if I do, I don't turn mic on. And I know there are a lot of games that require you to have a mic. So I generally um, either not play a ton of multiplayer games because I know how people are. And I like to play games for fun. I'm not sitting up here getting ready to argue with anybody because I done made a mistake and because you butt hurt because I made a mistake. Or, you know, it could be a game that I'm particularly good at and then I'm carrying a team and then, you know, so it becomes an issue. Yeah. So um, I'd rather just not even deal with that. So unless it's with people that I know, I really don't play a ton of multiplayer games with randoms. I mean, things don't never really go right anyhow when you're playing with randoms. Because everybody's all gung-ho and all out for self. And don't nobody team, you know, there's really no team sportsmanship when it comes to that. I mean, very seldom, very few and far in between, you might find a team where people actually play their roles. But other than that, unless it's because, you know, we all know each other's play styles. So we already know based on certain characters and stuff that we play on certain games, we already know what we're about to do. And we tend to uh, communicate a lot and we communicate very well when we play the games that we play. So, yeah. or we strategize, you know, and that, I love that. Um, for me, it's a bit difficult to do that with random people. Cause you know, you don't know them. They don't know you. Um, I understand it's a way to meet new people or whatnot, but a lot of people, they take this thing entirely too seriously. Gaming should be fun. Look, I, look, we are not making money off of this. So don't sit up here and, and, you know, come at me with no BS. Yeah, <laughs> I 100% agree with that. But yeah, for sure. So what's your favorite? What's your favorite system right now? What's your favorite system? Well, I know you love the switch, but like, is, is that is that your favorite? Other than that is the Xbox. It's, it's either switch or Xbox. That That's where I'm, I'm normally at. Like, yeah. I primarily to be honest, and I know this sounds bad, but I primarily use my PlayStation 4 as a media center. So, and I know, like I said, it sounds bad, but to be honest with you, I cannot stand the PS4 controller. I don't like it. It hurts. Like, if you game in for a long period of time, and see, I have long fingers. So, the way I hold the controller, it, like, digs into, like, the middle of my hand, and it over time, it becomes crampy. And it, it you know, it's, it's an issue. It's a pain. Now, gaming with the Xbox One controller, on the other hand, is comfortable. Um, and, of course, the Switch is the Switch. But uh, I'm going to tell you this. There are certain games that I prefer on console rather than the Switch. I'm speaking in handheld mode, okay? Because 
a lot of times the controls on the Switch are clunky. And then it makes me not even want to play them on the Switch. Whereas on Xbox or PlayStation, it's more akin to being uh, muscle memory. So it's muscle memory when it comes to that. But on the Switch, I don't know why, but things are much more difficult and ass backwards, excuse my term, um, <laughs> to play games on the Switch. And, you know, there's some games that I really, really enjoy, like Two Point Hospital. It sucks playing it on the Switch. But on the Xbox, it's muscle memory. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you it's like you already know what to do. Uh, yeah. I play Rogue Company on the Switch. I hate it. I legit hate it. The the controls are just it's just not it's not right with me. But playing it on the Xbox, pretty good. So, you know, certain games it's not as fun in my opinion. This is my opinion. Uh yeah. to play Switch rather than play on console. So I agree. I agree, honestly. It gets confusing because um what is it? Like their A button is like the a button on other consoles so it's it's confusing like mm -hmm. so then you end up hitting the wrong thing and it's just like you switch to another console and you get all messed up but yeah, yeah. I agree. like their a button is b button on you know so it's like oh it's horrible yeah so for me personally um i started playing video games I, I was like probably five or six years old. Uh, my mom had me really young, so she was a single parent. So my aunt and uncle would watch me when she had to work. And my uncle uh, had this Commodore 64 and like they never knew what to do with me because they were all young still, like they were still teenagers. Um, so he, he would sit me in front of the Commodore and I first played Donkey Kong. It's like the original arcade version, you know, where you had to like climb up and it was like mm -hmm. all noises and stuff like, and yeah. you basically had to jump over the barrels and save the princess. And so that was like my first gaming experience like that I remember as a little kid. So I guess you could say, you know, my uncle started it all. Um, but then, like, he also had an Atari, and I played a lot of Frogger, and um, I guess the very first console that I ever had was an NES, just like you. Um, and that one I actually ended up getting towards the end of the life cycle. Uh, my mom never wanted me to play video games, so my, my biological dad got me one as, like, I don't know, I guess a way to buy my love. <laughs> So, um, what I ended up doing was spending a lot of time with my uh, friend. She had a Nintendo and she would bring over her games and we would spend hours, hours playing video games all night long, driving my mom crazy. Like, she would yell at us to go to bed. We'd just be giggling, trying to get Mario to the <laughs> next level. <laughs> Two, and uh, let me see what else. Like, Maniac Mansion was one of several games that I could be like, oh yeah, you know, I really love these. Um, my first experience with the like the Super NES was at my friend Ampy's house. Um, she was my parents never let me sleep over anybody's house. I'm allowed to sleep over two people's house. Uh, my friend Athena and then my friend Ampy play them while he was sleeping. <laughs> oh, that is me. Same old mama. <laughs> 
So um, I blame her now for my habit. I'm like, well, when I spend hours playing video games, it it would have just been okay if you would have just let me um, do it when I was younger. I would have gotten it out of my system probably, and it would have been over with. But um, yeah, probably not because it was just in me. So he had the PlayStation uh, 1, 2, and 3, and 4. He was the PlayStation guy, but he did have a GameCube, so I did play that a lot. And I did play a lot of the PlayStation and PlayStation 2. And, you know, it's just a shame because, like, honestly, if she would have fostered it, who knows how far, like, I would have gotten with a lot of things. But she's just like, that's for boys. Girls don't play video games, which is not true. Ladies, we make up up 46% of the population who play video games. So, woo-woo. Female power. Female power. So, um, let me see. So, I think, like, the console that I play the most on right now is Xbox. Mostly because that's where all of my friends are. I had the original Xbox. I had the 360. Um, as you can tell, like, you, by talking to Mumu and stuff, a lot of the friends that I have had on there uh, have been friends since the 360. So, we're going back, like, ooh, almost 10 years, maybe longer, you know? longer than mm-hmm. that honestly um and i really just ooh, i just enjoyed um that time of like i i will say the thing that ruined uh xbox for me is the parties because here's the deal like when i play multiplayers and that's i pay, play a lot of multiplayers because you you know i play a lot of first person shooters so um when i play multiplayers i feel like i need people to communicate with me and um back in what was it 2011 Mumu had joined PMS first and she asked me if I wanted to join and I was like yeah sure you know this sounds fun it's a bunch of girls who are all into gaming and um it was awesome to be honest but you know, it just started to conflict with my schedule because you needed to actually go to practices and stuff and you had to do like four hours a week and I started to work a lot, but that didn't end up being uh, very helpful. But I did enjoy the time that I did have uh, playing with PMS. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I said, I play a lot of multiplayers. So when parties came along, you could no longer talk to anybody because everybody was in their parties with their prospective friends. And not a lot of people were in like just game chat. And if you were in a game chat, you were kind of a douche. I I have had um, guys, mostly guys, it's always guys, uh, say stupid things because, of course, I have, like, a babyish voice, so people thought I was a 12-year-old boy, and they would say things like, talk to me when your balls drop, and I'd be like, well, that's never gonna happen, <laughs> but things, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I got that a lot. Or uh, my personal favorite was, oh, you should be in the kitchen making me a sandwich. See? Uh, oh, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, I got that a lot, too. Uh, one time I was playing a Call of Duty match, and I think we lost by one point. And it was really bad because I was the final death. I was, so I basically put the nail in the coffin, and I got really upset because we were doing so well. So I got really upset, and I think, like, I was screeching. And in, 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 we weren't in party chat during this time. It was game chat. I, I was screeching, and somebody was like, oh, my God, is that a Furby? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was on decibel levels that only dogs could hear at that point. <laughs> that is funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, and you know, and then, like, like I said, I really enjoyed spending time with PMS because we, number one, you had to be, you couldn't be in a party. You had to be in game chat. So you had to talk to people on the other team. So if there was anybody on the other team that wasn't in party chat, you know, sometimes it was kind of fun. Um, I remember this one time we came across this group of guys and, um, you know, guys being guys. You had to have PMS as your clan tag when you played on Call of Duty, because that's mostly what I played anyway. What does that stand for? So it stands for Pandora's Mighty Soldiers, okay? So, um... I, I mean, when I saw PMS, I was thinking actual PMS. <laughs> well, that's what that, that's what all the guys who we came across would be like, be like, oh my god, that's so funny, because you guys are girls, and you guys have PMS as your clan tag. You guys all menstruate together, and oh my gosh. <laughs> we would get that so much, and I... This one time, um, okay, the other thing was, too, you weren't allowed to cuss during practice time because some of our members were under under 18. So you weren't allowed to cuss during practice time. So I got into the habit of, like, every time I wanted to curse, I would make a weird noise, like, <laughs> like, me. <laughs> I would censor myself, basically, because, you know, I let the F-bombs fly. So um, uh, that, really, yeah. <laughs> that really did help me keep it under control. So we're in this in this party with these guys, and they're like, no, seriously, though, what does, what does PMS stand for? Like, they were being jerks at first. So finally, like, uh, all the girls are just staying quiet, and I just like it stands for penis must suffer. <laughs> and they all started busting out laughing, and then we got into the game and we kicked their butts, and they were like, they left. Good job. <laughs> that happened a lot of times, um, but yeah, so I kind of do miss having like the, that girl group to play with. Um, I met a lot of nice people through PMS, but. I always said I wanted to start my own all-girl clan, so who knows? Why maybe not? Yeah, one day, one day. But I've always wanted to do a all-girl um um league for like you know like a gaming league for like yeah you know, esports. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not at all the professional level. If you guys don't know, I am visually impaired. I mean, some of whoever comes across this might actually know us, but um, I'm visually impaired. So that kind of makes it hard to kind of be a gamer sometimes um, because I see, especially like Josh, Josh, who is my fiance, Papa Reven, he has extreme ADHD. So, um, when he can focus on something, he's like 
hella focused. So with Call of Duty, like he can see people really, really far away. And I'm like, how the hell did you see that person? Exactly. Like, I just, I don't have the acuity and it sucks sometimes because I feel like I do so terrible, but I'm not as bad as I used to be. Um, I, I, I do pretty well. I can hold my own. I mean, not bad considering that, like, I can barely see half the time. <laughs> so sometimes I realize, especially when I used to watch my gameplays back and stuff, that I would miss stuff that was, like, so obvious, but... You know, but it, that's how it always happens. Every time you go back and look, you're like, "How the hell did I miss that?" Like <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm like, "Wait a minute, now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, eh, well, okay, I do my best. I do what I do, but you know, I also thought about honestly, I've really thought about doing this and do like game reviews, but from the perspective of someone who's visually impaired so that maybe developers can maybe change some things. Um, like for instance, Call of Duty, their multiplayer maps, when they have their little map that will show you where the enemies are, the little red dots, like it's all the way up top. Like I put it down below, like where I can actually like look and see. Cause I just like, I, I, I can't, I can't deal. Or like, um, I don't know, Battlefield had a problem with shadows uh, and their first, um, their, I think it was Battlefield 5. I never got Battlefield 5 because of the fact that it had such problems with shadows. It was just too much for my eyes to deal, so I never got the game. Um, but, you know, they, they also make it for someone who is visual, so... I mean, but if Microsoft can make adap adaptive controllers for the disabled, why can't gaming companies develop just little input things, you know, that would make it easier for someone who is visually impaired and a gamer? There are some games that actually do that, though. And Ooh. I think this, uh, I think this, mm, is it this one, the Rogue Company? Because I do remember seeing something in some menus of some game we were playing that you can adjust if you are visually impaired. There is. Oh. I've seen it. But I don't remember which game. Because I was in oh. the menu looking at stuff. I want to say maybe it would. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, don't quote me. I'll have to find it again. But it's something we all played. Okay. I want to say maybe it was Rogue Company. But don't quote me on that. But it was some game we were playing. It did have controls uh, that, you know, things you can change based upon visually impairment. Yes. They, I saw that. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to check well, it maybe, out and see. Maybe it was grounded. I don't remember, but I've seen it, and I've seen it recently because I thought about you when I saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know. I also noticed that um, like Xbox has like a navigation feature where they uh, do like talk to... T like. So basically, yeah. like you move your controller and it'll talk to you, but that gets really annoying that navigation is not very good um but they do the same thing like on iphones and stuff for the size too oh i saw a video a girl was uh legit visually impaired like she couldn't see at all and she was using her iphone and she was actually able to use braille on her iphone it was freaking amazing yeah. Like she was able to send text messages. She was able to use her iPhone like like regular people can use their iPhones. And she was blind. 
It was amazing. I loved it. I'm like, wow. So she <laughs> she was literally doing braille and sending text messages. And her phone was talking to her. And, you know, when she would touch the icons and stuff. And it yeah. would tell her what icon was what. And she just double tap it and it opens. Yeah. So, I mean, I've tried using that, too. Sometimes, you know, like, my eyes get tired. But, um to me, I mean, I, I feel like you really have to be completely blind to take advantage because just staring at that gets kind of frustrating. And yeah. it's really sad because it's kind of like I'm in the in-between. Like, I'm not completely blind, but I'm also uh, still sighted. So it's it's a little hard to navigate sometimes um, for me personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so... I mean, I guess, you know, my favorite system right now, since I went through the list of everything I asked you, um, it's always Xbox. I think I mentioned that already. I'm really enjoying the Switch. Um, you know, with everything that's been going on, Animal Crossing got me through a lot of uh, dark times. Um, but I also feel like Animal Crossing got boring because, uh, we got, we got, we became billionaires and that's when it became boring. <laughs> no, it's billionaires. Oh, sorry. Billionaires. We became billionaires and that's when it got a little bored, probably, because it was no longer challenging. We could just go ahead Girl, and buy anything. Hey, I'm having fun rolling in my bales. I don't owe Tom, <laughs> I don't, I don't Tom Nook-ish. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh! Kick, rock, kick rocks, Tom. Bye bye. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about starting a new island for stream because now that we can uh, save and restore, I was gonna switch my current island to my switch light and then have a, an island just for stream. So all your bells gonna leave? No, 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 because they'll go with me to the other island. But you're going to have to transfer them manually. Yeah, that's okay. I can uh, send myself bells. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, um, uh, who was it, Stormy? She started to yes. islands. Lord, she, like, child, she, she changes her island. I think she done changed her island like 10 times already. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not going through all that. And having to change my island, start over from scratch, rebuild everything back up, move all my rocks again. I'm not doing that. No, I would literally cry if I lost my island. Oh, no. I'm not, I'm not doing it. All my bells, you know, moving all the rocks, that took a long time. Like, it sure did no, take a long time. Especially no. since I tried to do it the other way at first. Yeah, you wouldn't listen to me, but okay. <laughs> I finally listened. I finally listened. But yeah. Um, so what games are you playing now? I mean, we kind of played a lot of the same games, but is there anything um that you're really into right now? Grounded. Hello. Yeah, Grounded is amazing. Uh you yeah. guys you guys, if you haven't checked it out, it is on Xbox Game Pass. It is a game preview game, so of course it's in beta, it's kind of buggy, but mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. So it's like if you've ever seen Home Alone. No, Home Alone. What am I talking Honey, about? I Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. I'm like, whew. 
thinking about Home Alone. Anyway, so if you ever saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, it's like it's like that. Like you're the kid stuck in the yard and you need to do all these challenges in order to survive. And you get bugs attacking you and nature and it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We definitely have to continue playing. Oh heck yeah. And the scariest thing in life is you playing in first person and you turn around and there's something huge standing at standing right there ready to attack, whether it's a wolf spider, a freaking uh, stink bug or whatever. They are all humongous compared to you. A blade of grass is as tall as a building, guys. This game. That's how tiny you are. Amazing. And I love it. I love yeah. it. Ants are smaller than you, but um, the game is so much fun. It is so much fun, and it's so pretty. But heck, it's scary. It's scary. Oh, my goodness. I was recording some gameplay, which I have to edit, but I was recording some gameplay, and I, <laughs> I was daylight, complete daylight. Imagine if it would have been at night. I would have lost it. But I turned around, and there was a spider right in my face, and I was like, ah! Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And a full-on scream moment. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, that just scared the poop out of me. <laughs> that happened to me on stream several times. Also, if you're afraid of spiders, there's an arachnophobia mode, so you can uh, turn that off. But my whole thing with that is if you turn off the spiders, do they not spawn in or you just don't see them? Because if you don't see them, what are you getting attacked by an imaginary, like, spider? What? I assume if you turn that turn that on, that they just don't spawn in. Oh well, okay, that makes sense. But then we, we are currently in a big old turmoil with the wolf spider, and we can't get out of the situation. So we I know we are stuck in a soda can, and we are not coming out because he's just stalking us. Uh, we just haven't had any armor put together yet or anything like that. So he's just stalking us. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, aside from that, let me see. I've been playing a lot of app games. I always play a lot of app games, which, you know, I, I people are like, oh, if you play mobile games, you're not a real gamer. But listen, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic and... Um, Sometimes my bed is my island. <laughs> I don't want to leave it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it don't matter. You, if you enjoy mobile games, you enjoy mobile games. My go-to mobile game is COD. And yes. look, I'll, I'll play Call of Duty Mobile, but it's difficult for me to play the game on console. Maybe I have a, a, a mental thing because I'm not good at shooters, but on that mobile game, I'm, 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 I'm pretty decent. I, th I think it's a mental block that you have because you're not as bad as you think you are. Because you do pretty good. You do pretty good with Rogue Company, and that's third person. So all you need is first person, and you'd be okay. I'm sure you do good. I think it's you just got a little bit of a mental block. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you gotten any uh, new tech lately? Since we in the realm of everything geeky. Well, I'm getting a um, Samsung Galaxy Active 2 watch. Nice. Nice, the nice. 44 millimeter one, not the 40 millimeter one, the 44. So it might look a little big with my little tiny wrist, but that's okay. 
<laughs> no, those are good though. They're not as big as you think there are because uh, well, but the Apple Watch is a 44 millimeter now. It used to be 42, but they upped it to 44, okay. and it's not it's not as big as pe- people think it is. So okay. that's gonna be cool. Let me know how you like it. Are you gonna, what are you gonna use it for besides like phone calls and stuff? Well, I'm thinking about adding the line to it for the simple fact of anything could happen with the phone. Um, anything could happen, period. And, you know, if you have your watch, you would still be able to use it as you can use your phone. So you don't have to be in proximity of your phone in order to use the phone features. So, yeah. like, if the, if the phone dies, if I forget it, if it gets stolen or whatever, I could still use the watch to make phone calls, even if I, if I'm nowhere near my phone. So, you know, I I think, I guess it will be worth it in that respect. It's 10 bucks a month um, to add a line, basically. So that's basically what you're doing is you're adding a line. So the the watch will have a little SIM card in it, I I presume. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Yeah. And then you could basically do everything on there that you can on your phone. So sweet. Let me know if it also has um, because I know the Apple Watch has this feature, and I used to love it when I had my Apple Watch, and it it will uh, do a little ring. So like, if you lose your phone, you can't find your phone. You can ring it from your watch, and you can find your phone. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> it, it does it, that. It, it yeah, because yeah, I saw a video. Uh, to those of you, uh, I, I like to watch some tech videos, and when I do, I like to watch Floss. Um, is what's his name? Is it Floss Carter or something like that? Um, is that so the guy like, with the cat? Yes, yes, white shoes. I love white shoes. I love my white shoes. <laughs> Don't hit me with copyright. Don't hit me with copyright. But oh my god, I love white shoes. But yes, I watched his video. Um, on the watch, and he demonstrated it. So yes, uh, that's how I know that it does come with that. So cool. It does, I mean, it does have that feature. My uh, Apple Watch also has uh, the flashlight, which is helpful. Like it'll just beam this white light in case you need it, um, which is helpful at night when you're like, "Oh, where'd my phone go?" Mm-hmm. But but yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Everybody, there's like a debate. Like, Samsung or Apple? Samsung or Apple? Look, I get it. Samsung's that way ahead with their technology, but they copy each other anyway. They just do. Yeah. Hello! Look, Joshua said, uh, watches are the best, but I can't wear them. LOL. Then oh, he I said, can't even see the chat. He said, white shoes! Yay, white shoes! (laughs) We love white shoes. Yes, we do. So, Josh, uh, Lynn is buying the the watch that Dirty told you about. Yeah, Josh told me about it earlier. So, yay! Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah. I have, I have the Gear Two. I mean, the is it the Gear Two? Yeah, the Gear Two. This is the Active Two. Okay. So, yeah, this one is a lot. Um, this one has more features. Now, the one that I currently have is only Wi-Fi. This one is an LTE, so this one is independent of itself. 
Yeah, that's so good, can, though. Yeah, so you can use it in place of your phone. Yeah, and then you can always um, you well, you can it's you can always attach it to the phone and not have it have its own separate number. But it's it's good to have its separate number in case, God forbid, you know, you can't find your phone and someone needs to get a hold of you. Well, okay, the way it works, because I called them earlier today and asked about the watch. The way it works is. I think it does have its own, it has its own line, but it's connected to your number. So even if someone calls your phone number, the watch will ring. Well, okay, it'll still ring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like a separate phone number, but I don't know how that would appear on your account. You know what I'm saying? If it would appear differently on your account. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think Apple, the way they do it is um, you can either have it attached to your phone or it, or it has its own number. It's not, I don't think it's separate unless you want it to be, mm. if I'm not mistaken. But um, the last one I had was the three. This was what my mom told me. She has the four. The four is the one with the LTE. So, but yeah, the last one. I mean, I've had Apple phones before, and I still have Apple products. I mean, I have a a, a little a mini um, iPad. I have um, a iPod Touch, you know, and I use my iPod Touch quite often because I download the podcasts and stuff on them, and then that way I can listen to the podcast anyway. Yeah, and. Uh, so I use it mainly primarily for that. I do not use it for gaming. I use it primarily for, you know, to be able to listen to the podcast, different podcasts and stuff that I'm subscribed to. And yes, I'm subscribed to my own podcast. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So sometimes I will go back and listen to our podcast and stuff. And it, it's, it's really cool. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not biased against Apple products. Um, I do like Apple products. It's just that Apple products are extremely expensive for what they're offering. And as long as people continue to buy into it, they're going to continue to make minor changes and charge more money and silly stuff like that. Um, now, me personally, I've just always enjoyed the Android uh, ecosystem because to me, Android is more flexible than apple um yeah i mean so, i get it yeah there's a lot there's a lot more that i can do in my opinion on my android than i can with an apple product so that's one thing i did not like when i owned an iphone is that you are completely locked down unless you jailbreak with only apple you know, apps and stuff like that. And there are some things that Android have that Apple don't. There's some things that Apple have that Android don't. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a give and a take with anything you choose. But as of me, I prefer as my daily driver, as they say, a Android. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I I've had them both. But I personally, I just always go back to Apple. I don't know. There's just something about it. It's also like a visual thing for me. It's The apps are clean. They're easier to find. Like for me, when I had the Samsung, I had to have it like in basic mode for 
me to be able to find my apps, which can be kind of take up a lot of space. Those icons get pretty big on Samsung, but it's pretty cool. Josh said that uh, him and Dirty might be Fold 2 brothers. I think Josh is talking Dirty into a Fold 2. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When T-Mobile went live and they was demonstrating, they did an unboxing of that phone. I specifically asked them, hey, is there any kind of protection against dirt and grit getting up under the screen or in the hinge? Oh, no, they but that were- wasn't, that's not the full two. That one hasn't come out yet. The one that you're, the one that you're talking about is the fold, the flip Z or something like that. It's that still, one, it's still a foldable phone. It's yeah, still yeah, a yeah. Foldable phone. And he 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 skipped over my question every single time, and I even asked it in all caps. He would read the question above. He would read the question below. There's no way in hell you did not see my question. You just <laughs> skipped over it. So that's basically telling me no. In my opinion, now this is just me, I feel it's a waste of money to buy any kind of foldable phone because the least little amount of pocket lint or whatever you want to call it can get in the hand. Then it'll ruin your hands. You've got the, the, the crunchy sound when you open it and closing the phone or it could get up underneath the screen. And then you've got the little dimple in the screen that's eventually going to mess up your um, LCD. So I'm not, I'm not. I feel it's a waste of money to get a foldable phone. That's just me. Josh said, that was the Fold 1 Z Flip. No, it's a different design and it's sealed tight. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> he said, "Hell no!" <laughs> no, yeah, that you are talking about the Z Flip because what they ended up doing was they launched it last year and then they launched it again this year with five G. So that's Ew, the old design. I don't want no five G phone. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's why. Oh God! But yeah, they had that problem with the first one. This is exactly why I told him, "Don't do the first one. Don't ever do the first one. Wait for the second one." He said that was a plastic screen, and it's is ultra thin glass. Hmm. But I'll still believe it when I see it. We gonna check some Reddit posts. Yeah, it's. It, well, the Samsung Unpacked is August 5th for any of you who wanted to see it. Um, so they're going to be talking about the phone, but I don't think they're going to be launching it till September. So. Oh, we could talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. And um, there's, what is it? Josh, uh, Josh sent me the uh, the thing they're doing. A, what was it? Was it a PlayStation thing? Yes. Yeah, they're doing a PlayStation thing this week, too. So here's the thing. I'm ready for Xbox and PlayStation to tell us how much their consoles are going to cost. We're already in August. Apparently, it's already been leaked. It was a a UK thing, but apparently it's already been leaked. The the digital only PlayStation will be $399.99. 
the disc one would be four ninety nine ninety nine. I mean, hey, that's not that's not so bad. Which honestly, I'm cool with that. If that's what it is. Yeah. Do live reactions of what of the PlayStation? I can't. I can't because I'll be at work. I'll have to watch it later. I won't be able to watch it when it airs. Yeah. I think it starts at four. The PlayStation thing starts at four. I don't get off at four thirty. So I won't be able to watch that. Now the unpacked, I don't know what time that starts. I've never really watched that before, but um Josh, what time does the unpack start? I watch the unpacked of him because I do the um the keynotes for Apple. I love to watch those. Mm-hmm. I get myself all hyped up. Um, speaking of Apple, I got the iPad Pro 2020. Congrats. I and, can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't either, but I did it on AT&T next. Thank you. Thank you. So all really? you got to do you gotta do is pay the taxes up front, which is fine with me. Um, he said, oh, yeah. What, what time does the unpack start? Ah, here we go. Samsung is 10 a.m., so. Yeah, no, I won't be able to watch it till after work. Yeah, which is fine. But, um, yeah. so, yeah, I got the iPad Pro 2020, the 12.9 inch, and it's it's big, and it's flat. Like, it's really thin. Um, but I, ooh, I was debating back and forth because they were saying that it wasn't that much of a difference between the 2020 and the 2018 version. So I was like, well, okay, if I get the 2018 version, let me see how much it it is, you know, because if it's not that much of a difference, but it ended up being $3 more a month for the brand new one. Oh, yeah. I would get the new one, too. So for that, I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to get the 2020 version because um, I figured I I want a way to edit in bed. I'm not even, I'm just being straight up, you know, we're we're just in lazy mode, okay? And I want a way to edit in bed. My iPad, I tried to edit with it and it would lag because it was from 2018 and it wasn't a pro. So it just didn't have the RAM capability in order to um, actually edit, but I watched, uh, I think it's called, he's called, his channel's called Your Average Dad or something like that, and he, uh, does tech reviews, and he, like, was in love with his iPad 2020, like, he made a video, like, this is why you need an iPad 2020, and I was just well, like, you oh, give man. me the money, I'm glad to get an iPad 2020, <laughs> this thing's on high, <laughs> so, very expensive they are definitely expensive but he was um showing like he had this app too which i'm eventually gonna purchase but the app is 30 dollars, and it's called luma fusion and you use it to edit and he said it's basically the best app to edit with but i have my subscription to adobe uh adobe so i have adobe rush on there plus i forgot that like the ipad comes with imovie like, I completely forgot about that. But I don't like iMovie on the iPad. I don't like the way it looks. Like, I like it for it to look like an actual editing suite like it does on the computer. Um, but, yeah, what I do like about this is that you can attach a keyboard to it, which you could on the other ad- iPad, but you can also attach a mouse. So it has mouse capability, which was never a thing before. So it's no basically... 
It's basically turning your iPad into a laptop. That's what it's doing. So I am just like, you know what? We're just going to do it. We're investing in ourselves. And hopefully this will get me to edit more. Because you know I'm bad at that. I take forever to edit a video. Josh will tell you. Miss uh, Lynn will yeah. tell you. <laughs> get it together, Leslie. Get it together. <laughs> so whatever will help me get it together. But yeah, um... Plus, I also want to do some, like, Apple Arcade gameplay. Uh, so I think it would be better on a bigger screen for me, personally, visually. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to give it a try, and we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping that it will um, be awesome for editing because it has, I think it said 6 gigs of RAM, if I'm not mistaken. That might have been on the 11 inch. I think the eight, the 12.9 has eight. I could be wrong though, so I'd have to fact check myself. But um, it should be powerful enough to edit. So hopefully that will be good. Plus, I you know I use it for Procreate too. I like to make up my own little doodles and stuff. But yeah, I'm excited for it. So we'll see how it goes. Update to come. I still have to get a new Apple Pencil because I don't think the old one works on the new one. So that sucks. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. They don't make their own shit backwards compatible. That, make, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense to me either. But it's also because the new one, um, the top of the actual iPad, if you have it horizontally, has a strip that's magnetic. So that's where the new I, the new Pencil goes for it to charge so it will charge while your ipad is charging which is good because let me tell you with the old one you have to it's lightning cable like has a lightning port so you have to stick it into the ipad to charge it if you don't have your little adapter thing where you can connect it directly to the charger <clears throat> which kind of drains your battery if you're if you're doing it that way. Also, the thing that I did was very impressed with was they made the charging port on the iPad 2020 a type C. It is not a lightning port. But look at how long it took them to do this stuff though, Leslie. Like I agree. It took a long time, but because of that, you could get like a solid solid state hard drive um that has a Type-C port, and you could actually save files to a little hard drive or um, get, like, one of those SD card readers that you could plug into there, which, honestly, I have a Lightning SD card reader, but my iPad was only 128 gigs, so it would fill up really fast. But this guy, she's got a terabyte on her. I decided she's a girl. I need to name her. I'm going to come up with a name for her. Um, and... So I'm excited to see what I can do on it. I really mm. am. That's good. Ooh, yeah. So let me see. Is there anything else we want to talk about? What are we? Um, do we know officially when these consoles are going to launch? Because I am. I am just itching for like a. Also, I don't know if you saw, but I sent you a picture. There is a white 
Xbox Series X controller. So I'm wondering if number one, if they're gonna launch with a white console too, or if that's for something that's down the line. Because, you know, I'm trying to build an aesthetic here. <laughs> I'm always with the white consoles. So, oh my God, I would be so excited if they launch with a white console at, at launch the way PlayStation is. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, they never do, though. They never do. They, they always they wait. Need, they need specialty consoles like this uh, Gears X. Like this Gears X. They need, they, they're going to have them. They're going to have some specialty But they always wait. They wait so long. Like, listen, okay, if you're going to launch a console Look, that, from launch... when launch I bought an X. I, I, I refused to buy the X. I was going to get a Series X from the Xbox one yeah but because when they came out with that gears x i'm like oh yeah i gotta get that so that's why i got the x is because of gears and it's a beautiful yeah. console this is a console that i will have forever this is a console that will never get sold yeah so, exactly you know i mean it's gorgeous <laughs> and i actually use the controller too i mean hello you know yeah that's definitely great I, I think it's beautiful, too. I really wanted to get it, but it just wasn't in the cards for me then. But I just say, like, if you are going to launch a console, launch one with black and white. Those are the basic colors. Everybody goes for either black or white. And then later on down the road, get the specialty ones. But no, usually what Xbox does is they'll launch with a black console, and then they won't launch an, a white console for, like, a whole other year later. Like, it took me so long to get a white Xbox One X. Um, which Josh still has. So what's going to end up happening is when we get the Series X, we're still debating if we're just going to get one at this point because we don't know. If if it comes out with a white one, then yes, I will be getting it. But if it's just a black one, honestly, I can use my X. Like, he can take the I Series X. My yeah. She has a housewoman here, so she has my X, the white one. It's the Glacier White. Xbox yeah, and I got that because it was white. It was the Sunset Overdrive Xbox One. Yes, I so remember when that came white out. Console, the white controller, you know. So, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. But anyway, hopefully we'll get some some word on that and confirmation that that's actually going to be the prices because. I don't know. I'm tired of these leaks. I need to be surprised. You know? Yeah. But is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um no, nothing in um nothing in general. Alrighty. Well, I think that is it for our very first episode. Oh my goodness, we finally did it! We did it! Yay! Yay! I'm gonna need a sound effect. We need to get a sound effect going next time. We need <laughs> so thank you, Josh, for coming through and supporting. I appreciate Thanks, you. And, and for everyone else who is ends up listening to this, thank you so much. This is our very first episode. We are slowly building our little baby. We didn't even get to talk about uh, how Women Got Games came about, but we can leave that okay. for the next episode. 
Well, okay. We're at uh, 55, <laughs> we're at 55 minutes. Do you think? Okay. So let's just, let, let's go through it really quickly. So we uh, had seven and seven gaming, which was really fun. Until, I missed seven and seven gaming, by the way. Yeah, it was I really fun. I a thriller from time to time. Oh, I really do. Honestly, I do. Yeah. Oh, I do miss it too. So basically, Seven and Seven Gaming was seven of us created content on a YouTube channel for seven days a week, but everybody started to get busy or couldn't do it, and I was one of those people. But um, I do miss it. I do miss it. It was a lot of fun. So we wanted a place where we could number one uplift women in gaming, but we are all inclusive. Everyone is included. We just more focused on the females because, listen, let's just be honest. We are kind of still the underdogs in the gaming space, even though we take up 46% of the community. Uh, we still get told to go to the kitchen and make people a sandwich. So um, we don't think that that's fair and we want a space to, number one, uplift women, number two, showcase their talents, uh, number three, just be a community. So yeah. um, we will eventually be having guests on our podcast. Uh, the, the guests on our podcast can be male or female, non-binary, whatever. We are all inclusive. So if you are a gamer and are interested in uh, being on the podcast, please let us know in the comments or send us a message on Twitter. Um, because that would be awesome. Eventually, we'll start scheduling people when we get to that point. Um, and then if you're a female who does gaming content, either on Twitch, YouTube, whatever, uh, also please let us know because we want to start featuring people on our YouTube channel. So um, if you want to do any gameplays or just talk about tech or geek nerd culture, whatever it is that you do, that is for content purposes and you would like to be featured on the channel please let us know as well you can do it the same way just leave us a comment somewhere or uh, message us on twitter instagram wherever everywhere it's women got games and um yeah is there anything you wanted to add to that no you basically hit the nail on the head okay we were so we were basically just talking one day Leslie and I talk all the time so we were basically just having conversations and we came up with the idea of this so and then we all got hype we got hype about it <laughs> <laughs> so this has been like a long you know a thing in the making for a while so we was yeah. not gonna let anything come in between you know uh, doing this so yeah, here we are. Yep, and so the podcast will continue from now on on YouTube every Sunday. Uh, we were supposed to launch yesterday, but apparently uh, YouTube has a 24-hour hold on being able to live stream, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, but we're past those 24 hours, so here we are. So every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll be able to be a fly on the wall as we talk about all things gaming and 
tech and whatever else we're feeling like talking about because I'm sure one of us will end up on a tangent. <laughs> well, I mean, they can they can ask questions and stuff too. You'll be able to see it. Yeah, and exactly. Like I said, you could, you could post it up on the screen, but um, yeah, I still that, I still need to learn. Oh yes, show. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so like, we'll, hit hit one of Josh's um messages. Okay. Oh, you're on the computer. There you go. See. Oh, okay, then, that's awesome. And then, and then hit it again, and it'll go away. Oh, sweet. Okay, that's so, really cool. Yeah, so you can highlight messages, and they just pop up on the screen, and then um, that way anyone watching can actually see it, too, because all the messages that you see live, I don't see. So that means anybody else, possibly, I guess, well, yeah. no. If, if they're if they're in the stream, then yes, they'll be able to see it. But like me or anybody that's in here, like with us, wouldn't be able to see. As far gotcha. as that. gotcha, okay. Well, listen, it's a learning curve, and I'm still learning. So, uh, we will we will get it together at some point, and hopefully, we can grow this little baby little baby podcast into a full grown. Uh, thing. Maybe we can get some sponsors. Get this thing going, you know? There you go. So, yes. Oh, wait, is this? Oh, here we go. That was your private chat. Sorry, I didn't see that before. Ooh, okay. There we go. So, thank you so much for coming through and checking out the very first episode of this podcast. We will be posting this on Anchor as well. And Anchor does its thing and posts it everywhere else. So for those of you listening out on the interwebs, thank you so much. Uh, this was our very first episode. Sorry if it's a little bit um, a little bit wonky. We're still getting our bearings. But yeah, so uh, Miss Gaming Gadgets and Technology, would you like to say goodbye? Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, guys. And we're done.